Welcome to Have Hope Will Travel. I'm your host, Katie Axelson. And wow, there is a lot going on. I feel like I've started every episode with those words for like a year and a half because hmm, we're still in a pandemic. And June is Pride Month and we just celebrated Juneteenth. And then yesterday was World Refugee Day. And there's a lot going on. And this is really hard. And by this, I mostly mean people. And by people, I mostly mean interacting with people now that it's mid-2021. And it feels like we're in the home stretch of the pandemic, at least here in the United States, but the world is showing us a very different story. And uh, this whole episode started as a conversation between me and my friend Emily, as sometimes happens with podcast episodes. So welcome to the conversation as well. Pull up a chair. This is me externally processing life right now. Hi, my name's Katie. Glad to be with you. But if you're not having a hard time right now, let's just start there. Can you give me some advice? Like pop over to Instagram at Katie Axelson and tell me how you are not struggling right now. Because here's the deal. If you're listening to this episode sometime in the future, maybe skip this one. Just kidding. It's good for other people in other seasons of transition. But right here in June of 2021, we are in a lot of transition as we're trying to figure out what life is going to look like. With some people vaccinated and some people not, and some people safe not wearing masks, and some people not feeling safe not wearing masks. That was a double negative. Sorry. Somebody got mad at me on Facebook today because I said that you should still wear a mask if you're in an area where there's a mask mandate. I was like, I don't I don't understand why you're mad. Like, basically anything you say on Facebook right now, people just explode all over. So if you happen to find me over there, <laughs> wow, lucky you, because I am trying to avoid that space because they're not nice over there. Um, but anyway, set the stage back to the podcast episode. It is June, 2021 and more and more of the population here in the States is getting vaccinated. Although my friends in other countries tell me that that's not the story that they're getting to share yet. And a lot of cities and States have removed their mask mandates, though, not all of them. And if you are still in an area with a mask mandate, please still wear your mask. You can at me on Facebook. I don't care. I do kind of care, but, um, malls are starting to feel like people haven't been shopping in a year. And now they're all going shopping. They're trying to make up for lost time. And I'm not cool with that. Like, don't get me wrong. I've got a list of things that currently have holes in them that need to be replaced. But I'm not ready to go to a mall. Truthfully, I'm not even ready to go to church. Because churches have been super spreaders with COVID. All those people without masks in close quarters for a finite amount of time. Singing. Mm Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel safe to me. But... Here's the thing. Everything has changed from February of 2020 to June of 2021. And it's going to continue to change as we continue to move forward into what this new life looks like post-pandemic life when we get there. As we continue to walk through the civil rights movement, as we continue to fight for justice, life is still going to look different. So today, let's chat a little bit about how we can make this transition well. I'm not an expert on transitions or anything, Um, except that one time that I did live as a nomad for a year, and then I had to come back home. And a lot of what I'm seeing the world walk through right now is what I walked through after living abroad for a year, after carrying everything I own in a 40-pound backpack, after living on rice and beans, after adding 11 different passport stamps, actually it was 12, 12 different countries worth of passport stamps to my passport in 11 months. 
it was a lot. This is a lot. A couple months ago, my book club read a book by Nathaniel Philbrick called Mayflower. And in that book included the quote, King Philip's War was only 14 months, but it changed the landscape considerably. And when we got to that point, my book club had to stop and reflect. Because the pandemic at that point had not been 14 months. Civil rights movement had not been 14 months. And we are now beyond 14 months on both of those. But both the pandemic and the civil rights movement that we're living through have significantly changed the landscape and the culture of our world. And so as we recognize that life is really hard right now, the first thing that I want you to remember is that you are not who you were in February of 2020, and the world is not what it was in February of 2020. This isn't just a take off your mask, life is normal again, let's move on. We've all been scarred, we've all been changed, we've all been challenged, and we've all forgotten what it's like to interact with other people. I had some friends over for dinner and we're all fully vaccinated. And when (laughs) the third one showed up, she was still wearing her mask and she's a physician. So she was among the first of my friends to get vaccinated. And I looked at her and I called her by name and I said, you take that mask off right now. And she's like, well, I just wanted to be respectful. I didn't know how the rest of you guys felt. And I appreciated that so much. But I also was like, we are all vaccinated. This is actually safe for us to be here now, which is why we're getting together in person. But that wasn't the point of why I was going to tell you that story. I was going to tell you that story (laughs) because this was the first time I had people over in over a year and I had forgotten how much food three people eat. Okay, I'm one person. All of my meals have been one person. I spend some time with my parents. That would be three people, but um, I hadn't like hosted people. And with my parents, it doesn't really matter if we run out of food or if we have too much food because dad will just help himself to whatever else he finds in the fridge, including um, some meat that I told him, I don't know when I made this, but if you want to eat it, you're welcome to do so at your own risk. And he's like, I'm gonna put it on a taco. (laughs) And He literally just emptied containers into a taco. Holy cow, we are sidetracked tonight. This is going to be a fun show, y'all. In case it isn't already a fun show, I'm just going to tell you it's gonna be a fun show. It's gonna be a hard show too, though, because that's the name of it. But Anyway, I had my friends over for dinner and I did not know how much food to make for these three friends. And (laughs) I made this mound of food. I was so afraid we were not going to have enough food that I was eating that same food for like a week and a half. And I was so concerned (laughs) about how much food we were going to have. And the few times I have had people over, we've had takeout. And so I just had to have grace for myself of like, hey, better to have too much food than to run out. And I had to figure out what to do with leftovers because, well, I used to just take them to work, but my work still has a no food sharing rule. So I can't just take it to the break room and let it disappear Um, or get cut in half since we're Minnesotan. But, you know, not that I'm sad about that at all. I don't know how to host people is the point that I'm trying to make because I've forgotten because I'm out of practice. And I don't know how to have conversations that don't include the line, hey, you're on mute. And what about the awkwardness of like, everyone has said goodbye, but the cursor is still a million miles from the button. Well, now it's, are we hugging or are we not hugging? What are we doing? The things that have once become strange, like the mute situation and the like miles from the red X, have become normal. And the things that were normal, we've now forgotten. We're out of practice. We've forgotten 
and we've changed. Of course, this is going to be hard. And then you add to it, there are so many different emotions. Oh my gosh, so many emotions. We don't even know what to feel anymore. Not only have we attended virtual parties, we've watched loved ones get married on the other side of a screen. We saw our own capital security breached with domestic terrorists. We watched a man get murdered on a city street for a suspected counterfeit $20 bill. Pretty much all of us have had some sort of COVID scare, quarantine, isolation, positive test, something. And we know we're the lucky ones because we're still alive. And we also know those who have not been among the lucky ones, who've experienced the most horrific that COVID has to offer. We know those who've been gasping for breath in ICUs. And like any other year, we felt high highs and low lows, but they all seem to be compacted into this like really little baby time span. And they're so elevated that everything feels so extreme. Oh, this is when I was supposed to tell you that Facebook got mad at me for talking about masks. Um, there are so many emotions and there are so many opinions on what is right and what is not right. We spend so much time trying to feel out the other person, like my physician friend who showed up still wearing a mask, that it's hard to actually connect with people. And you're not who you were in February of 2020. The culture is not what it was in February of 2020. But the person you're talking to isn't who they were in February of 2020 either. In some ways, we are complete strangers getting to know complete strangers. We're both strangers in our own skin, and there are strangers right in front of us whose names we've known for years. Because you've changed, and so have they. And when I came home from living abroad for a year, the best way that I could describe what I was feeling is that I didn't want to be around me. Like, I don't even think that made sense at the time, but that's the best that I had. And that's the vibe I kind of get from the rest of the world right now is we don't want to be around ourselves because when we're around ourselves or other people we have to make decisions of how can I handle this most respectfully to the other person how can I handle this in a way that's going to be comfortable to me I'm sick of having to make these big decisions every single time I step out my front door but at the same time I've spent a lot of time inside my front door like I think you can hear that in the podcast because we're a little wild tonight I haven't left my house in three days. I think I need to go to the grocery store, not because I need groceries, but because I need to go do something else. Anyway, we don't know who we are and we want some space from ourselves, but we don't know how to let other people in to our world. So how do we do that? It's great to have called all this out, Katie, but um, can you give me some like tips on how to help this? Yes, I can. I'm glad, so glad you asked. So, first thing, acknowledge it. Acknowledge what you're feeling. Acknowledge this is hard. Acknowledge you are not who you were. Acknowledge they are not who they were. Acknowledge that you've changed. Even if you can't put your finger on exactly how you've changed or you can't describe how you've changed, just acknowledge that it's there. And then you can see this as an opportunity to get to know yourself again. Do you get it? You can get to know yourself again as you're exploring these moments. And so how do you do that? 
Start by deciding what you're comfortable with and where you can stretch yourself. I already said it. I'm not comfortable returning to church without a mask yet. But I had some friends over for dinner, and I knew that they were all vaccinated. So I could get myself used to engaging with people without wearing masks. And then I went and donated blood. And I read the rules, and I had my mask, like, in my hand most of the time. But I didn't put it over the face. Over the face. My face. Here in English, we we possessive things. Um, I didn't put it over my face. Because the rules said that I didn't have to wear it. And there were only, like, four people in the building. So it felt like a good chance to stretch myself. And my phlebologist... (laughs) I knew that one thing. I'm not even going to try to fix it. whatever the guy that I worked with um was still wearing his and I did offer to put mine on and he said no 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 you're fine because that's the second point of what to do about it communicate I could communicate with him and say hey I have a mask do you want me to put it on the same way if someone says hey I I really would be more comfortable if you put your mask on I will gladly do it if there is a mask mandate, if I am on an airplane, if I'm in a place where it has been requested that we wear our masks, if I'm around someone who's highly vulnerable, I will put my freaking mask on. It's not going to kill me. It might be uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong. I am very sick of wearing a mask. But if I am asked to put it on, I will do that. If I'm not comfortable taking it off, I will put it on. If I'm in a company where I don't know everyone there and I don't know their comfort levels and I have not had a chance to ask them I will put it on my friend group has actually normalized asking what are we doing about masks before we get together so it's often one of the last texts right before somebody shows up or like I'm in your driveway do you want me to wear your mat wear my mask um or are we hugging what are we doing like just normalize talking about it and agree together and I have said to all of those friends I'm fully vaccinated, so I'm going to leave the decision up to you if we mask or if we don't mask. Because I've had people over during the pandemic, and we have worn masks inside my house. So we are all okay with that. But if we don't have to, no one wants to wear a mask if you don't have to. But at the same time, communication also means telling people when you're not comfortable. One of my friends and I have been really trying really hard to support local restaurants. And so we've gotten a lot of takeout. And this particular time we decided, I think I'm comfortable sitting on the patio with you, social distance from everybody else, unmasked. This is a big step. And the restaurant that we went to was one of those where like, you go in and order and get your food and then go sit down. And so we went in, put our masks on, went in, ordered, got our food, came back down, came back out, sat down on the patio, took our masks off to eat. And when my friend took her mask off, she let out this really long exhale and she goes, whew, that was a lot of people. And she was right. There were a fair number of people inside the restaurant to her. I felt like they were doing a decent job of social distancing, so I was much less concerned with the number of people who were there. But she wasn't. And so we decided if we needed anything else, more ketchup or refill, anything like that, I was going to be the one to go in and get it because I was comfortable in that setting and she wasn't. And because she communicated that to me, I could accommodate her. People can't accommodate what you need if they don't know what you need. I feel like that's been one of our biggest lessons this last year. They can't help if they don't know. So normalize asking, would you prefer if we wear our masks? I'm fully vaccinated. Does that change your decision? Are you comfortable running into this restaurant? Do you want me to go into this restaurant? 
Should we get takeout? Offer all the options and let them speak up or choose not to. If they choose not to, that's on them. But you can do what you can to normalize having the conversation of how do we want to do this. Because that's another thing that's going on. We're establishing new rhythms. We got a hard pause on our life, and this is a chance to reset. So what rhythms do you want to establish? I want to establish the rhythm where I am willing to be there for my friends when they're not comfortable going into the restaurant, when they're not able to pay for dinner, when they're not able to go get food, when whatever the situation is, I don't have any other good situations off the top of my head right now, but I want to be someone who can be there for them. And that looks like something very different now than what it looked like before. I want to be someone who works out regularly, who eats healthy, who pick one thing, don't try to do them all. Pick something and establish that new rhythm in your life one day at a time and see how it changes. Because remember, you're getting to know yourself. So some of those new rhythms may have already become part of you. You just haven't even noticed them. And this is a chance to get to know who you are. And the only way you're going to get to know who you are is if you don't instantly go back to the crazy busy schedule that you had in February of 2020. Let's be real. We were all overcommitted. All of us, myself included. And I'm not interested in going back to that. And I suspect you're the same way. And in order to be able to not go back to that, we need to be willing to say no. No, I'm not comfortable with that. No, that doesn't fit my schedule. No, that's not going to be a good option for me. No, in and of itself, can be a complete sentence. Be willing to say no. But also, be willing to say yes. Yes, I will meet you for dinner. Let's go to the park. Yes, I will try donating blood without my mask on. Yes, I will. I don't know. I am out of examples, but I think you get my point. Be willing to say no, but also be willing to say yes. Figure out what are some safe spaces where you can push yourself to go just a little bit further. A little bit further than you were comfortable last week. A little bit further than you were comfortable two weeks ago. A little bit further and a little bit further. But at the same time, final point, if you only hear one thing, why did I save it for the last one? That was probably a bad idea. Um, They tell you not to do that in writer school, but I did it anyway. Here's Here's the big deal, the big kicker. If you only hear one thing, hear this. Have grace for yourself and for everyone else. When I came home from living abroad, they warned us that this cereal aisle was going to be the location of our future meltdowns. And if you talk to anyone who spent significant amount of time abroad, they have had meltdowns, maybe not in the cereal aisle, but in the grocery store. Sometimes it's there are too many choices. I don't know how to handle all of this whole aisle full of cereal choices. Sometimes it's that box has been here so long it's gotten dusty. How do they have so much food that it can get dusty? For me, it wasn't actually the cereal aisle. It was the grocery store, though. I was becoming overwhelmed with what does it look like to cook and for only one person when we've been seven people for a year. And I didn't know how to handle that. And in that moment, the best option that I had was for my brain to go back into default mode 
and I shopped like I would have if there were seven of us. I bought all the same foods that I would have bought if there were seven of us. I didn't buy quite as many of them because I was only one person. But I defaulted to what worked before. And if you get to that moment, maybe defaulting to what worked before isn't the right choice. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is recognize that what worked before might not work again. I had a lot of tomatoes. But at the same time, what is it going to take to move forward? I still needed to do my grocery shopping. And so in that particular moment, that's what it took. And be ready for a meltdown at the cereal aisle. It's probably not going to be the cereal aisle. It's probably going to be on Facebook. But I'm still kind of bitter about that person who told who got mad at me over the mask thing and a mask mandate. I need to work with Jesus on that. Um, but hey, that's actually a good point. You may have noticed that here at Have Hope Will Travel, we talk about Jesus a lot. And I actually have intentionally not talked about him in this one. One, because the person on Facebook was mad that I used Jesus' name when I talked about wearing a mask and a mask mandate. <sighs> I forgive them. But also because there's no scripture for what we're going through right now. And I can pull a scripture from context with the best of them. Or I can read this into a scripture with the best of them. But I don't want to be teaching it that way. And so I've intentionally chosen not to use scripture to make my point this time. And there are plenty of scriptures that I think you and the Lord can encounter together. Yeah, the two of you can sit down and read the Bible together. And let him tell you how it relates to your situation. Or let you read some life lessons out of that particular passage. But I'm not going to do that for you. Partly because I feel like being able to feed yourself scripture is very important. And that's kind of my goal is to help you take one step closer to Jesus. And part of that is doing it independently and not relying on me. So hey, love you. Go figure it out yourself. But no, I'm not actually saying that. I'm saying, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm podcasting here, externally processing. I think I already warned you about that. No, okay, Katie, pull it back. Bring it together. You are almost done. Okay. Have grace for yourself as you get to know yourself. Have grace for the stranger across the table whose name you've known for five years, ten years. I don't know. Do you know anyone you've known for ten years? I feel like that's becoming a rarity. But anyway, have grace for yourself. Have grace for the individual across the table from you or whatever capacity you're farting. <laughs> I just said farting. <laughs> Sorry. Have grace for me as I'm figuring out how to talk. Grace. Communication. Grace. Preparedness. Acknowledgement. That's how we're going to move forward. Because what we need to do at this point is to move forward. In whatever capacity that means in your world. Whatever that means that is safe for the pandemic and justice for the race reconciliation. What does it look like to move forward? Don't stay where you are. You are sitting at a pivotal moment in the world's history and in your personal history. And this is your pivotal moment, your life-changing moment to say, this is really hard. June 2021 is really hard for all the reasons Katie just spent 20 minutes listing. I know the podcast episode is currently 23 minutes long. We will figure that I spent three minutes laughing at myself on some silly tangent. Okay, this is hard. 
but this is how we move forward. And we cannot get stuck here. We cannot wear masks forever. We cannot stay in our homes forever. That is not emotionally healthy. So as it is safe to do so, and as you are comfortable doing so, what does it look like to take one step forward today? You are brave, my friend. You are courageous. You are capable of doing this. You have already lived through what more than most people have lived through. You have already fought a lot of the battles. Now is the chance to claim the victory as we move towards the end of the pandemic, as we move towards a new liberation and a new freedom. As we move forward, you are a change agent and you get to bring change to yourself and to the world around you. So here's my closing challenge for you. I want you to spend some time reflecting. Think about how are you feeling right now? Think about what you have forgotten in the last year and a half. Think about the moments when it's been really, really hard. Think about the new rhythm that you will want to establish. Think about what you've learned. Because you have learned a lot, even if it's just what PPE stands for. Like, I didn't know that in February of 2020. You've learned a lot. You've experienced a lot. And you get to carry those experiences with you as we move forward. And so what does it look like to let them be positive experiences? Or maybe not positive experiences, but like as they become experiences that have changed you for the positive. Because it's really easy to be scarred by this last year and a half. I'm scarred by the year that I lived abroad. Um, One more ridiculous story and then I think I'll be done. I've been saying that for five minutes now. Um, The other day I was cooking and it was one of those one pot meals, but the second thing that was supposed to go in the pot wasn't ready the same time the first thing came out. And I'm like standing there like trying to get the first thing out of the pot, but not let the pot sit on the burner for too long while I can get the second thing ready to go in. And just like my arms are stretched all across the kitchen trying to time this right. And I just had this thought in my head that we will call being from Holy Spirit. And the thought said, Katie, turn off the burner. Duh. Katie, turn off the burner. So of course I did. Prepped the second thing, threw it in the pot, turned the burner back on. But in that moment, I had to stop and think, why wasn't turning off the burner my first instinct? In fact, even when the thought hit my head, why did I not want to do it? Because I lived abroad. And if you have lived abroad, especially in a lesser developed country, you know that you light burners with matches. And there's a gas tank sitting right there. And it's not a pleasant experience, especially as someone I was burned as a kid. So especially who has, as someone who has burn scars, like... I don't want to match anywhere near a tank of gas. But that's what we did for every single meal for a year. And I don't have a gas stove anymore. I can literally just turn the burner off by spinning it. But seven years ago, I had to light the burner with a match. And that has changed how I cook even now, seven years later. And it doesn't have to because it's so easy to turn off the burner when I'm right before I'm ready to put pot number two's worth of stuff in. Turn off the burner. Realize that you don't have to live in the old harmful patterns that you had before, both before the pan, before like in 2020, like pre-2020 and 
I think that well, that was called 2019. <laughs> Pre 2020 was called 2019. That's how that works. Both in 2019 and in 2020, and here we are in 2021. There are going to be things that we can give up, that we're safe for this season, but we don't need to continue going forward. I was going to say maybe we don't need to carry hand sanitizer everywhere, but um, that was one thing I actually gave up when I lived abroad and have picked up again. Um, Anyone who knew me in college will be very impressed to know that I um, actually have not carried hand sanitizer from when I got home from living abroad to um, 2020. So, hello, this is the weirdest podcast ever. I hope that you're actually getting something out of this because I'm in a mood. Um, It's also very hot here right now. I think that's what's going on. Um, Anyway. What have you picked up that's positive and what do you need to let go of? Because you're not who you were and you're not who you're going to be. And so what does it look like to take one step closer to who you want to be come next year? This is not a January podcast, but we can revisit this topic in January. In fact, let's do that. Let's revisit this topic in January. Maybe I'll be in a better headspace. It definitely won't be as hot. Um... Yeah. All right. That's all I got for real now. So my friend, know that you are loved. Know that you are cared for. Know that you matter. Know that I am in this with you. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, this is me a lot externally processing because this whole conversation started from a conversation with my coworker, with my friend, Emily, excuse me, she's not a coworker of why is this so hard? And this is so hard because everything is different and it's supposed to be hard change is hard but hard doesn't mean bad I don't even think this hard is bad in fact I think this hard is very very good in a lot of ways I think it's very beautiful but it's hard and it's okay to acknowledge that yeah all right friend I gotta let let you go otherwise we're gonna be talking all night I love you, and I'll see you again in two weeks.